0: Welcome to Sign Broken, Message Inside. This podcast was recorded on April 15th, 2018. On this third Sunday after Easter, Pastor Bruce Gellhorn reflects on the finding of peace in the midst of sorrow, chaos, and terror. Let's have a listen.
1: The book of the Acts of the Apostles is the fifth book In the New Testament. And this reading uh, in Acts, normally our first lesson comes from the Old Testament. But throughout this season of Easter, for the seven Sundays, our first reading is from the book of Acts. Acts picks up where the Gospels end off. Namely, when Jesus ascends into heaven and it is a record of the early Christian church. A couple of months after Jesus was raised from the dead, Peter and John went to the temple to pray. And at the gate to Solomon's portico, there was a paralyzed man who had been sitting there for decades, every day, begging. As Peter and John passed by, the beggar asked them for a handout. And Peter said, I have no silver or gold to give you but I will give you something far much better. In the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. And the man stood up and walked and danced and ran through the temple and created quite a commotion, showing off his new strong legs. The people recognized him because they'd seen him for so many years, and they were amazed and astonished. And they gather around, Peter and John. And Peter uses the opportunity to preach a sermon. Let us listen to his sermon.
0: A reading from the book of Acts. Peter addressed the people You Israelites, why do you wonder at this, or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we had made him walk? The God of Abraham. The God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the Holy and Righteous One and asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as also did your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, And turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
1: Thanks be to God. Our second lesson was written by the Apostle John, around 90 A.D. It was not written to any particular church, as many of the New Testament letters are, but rather it is written to the children of God. The children of God. So you see, this letter was written to you and me, too. In the reading today, John reminds us that God is love, that we are God's children, and he rather pointedly calls us to walk as children of the light. Let us listen.
0: A reading from 1 John See what love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him Beloved, we are God's children now What we will be has not yet been revealed What we do know is this When He is revealed, we will be like Him For we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away sins. And in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the Church.
1: The Gospel according to the 24th chapter of St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified, and thought they were seeing a ghost. And Jesus said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything to eat here? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish. He took it and ate it in their presence. And then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. And that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem, and you are witnesses of these things. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As many of you know and remember, last Sunday was Holy Hilarity Sunday. Something that actually began in the 1300s in the church when the Sunday after Easter worship services were tailored and focused on the the joke that God and Jesus played on Satan. And so there was this Holy Hilarity Sunday. And uh, in the 1600s, the Pope outlawed it because people were having too much fun. The church is starting to grab hold of some of these ancient traditions, and it was brought back to us about this Holy Hilarity Sunday. So last week, we had our, our first Holy Hilarity Sunday. So the hymns, the words to many of the familiar East, uh, Christmas hymns were changed. Uh, and, and instead of deck the halls with boughs of holly, deck the halls with Easter lilies, so on and so forth. And I also preached a sermon It was more like a stand-up comedy routine, uh, along with some some points. Now, I I need to kind of come clean and say that in terms of that sermon, it was really hard to really lay those jokes out there, and to really punch the punchline, and to really kind of have a big belly laugh. And uh, the reason for that was that on Friday evening of that weekend, that was that terrible tragedy with the semi and the bus or all those young hockey players and bus driver and coach, were, their lives were cut short. And it kind of cast um, a pall or a gray cloud over that day. It was really hard to, to punch those jokes. And yet after service, there was three people from different family units on different occasions said to me, you know, this service is exactly what I needed today. Exactly what they needed today. And, and as I mulled that over and started to think about it, you know, that's what happens when a loved one dies, right? We come together like the disciples were in that text. We come together in one place, and we tell some stories, some that are kind of a little bit cute or make us laugh, We hear God's word intermingled in those stories. And then following that, we go have something to eat, right? And last Sunday, we had volunteer recognition Sunday, so we went out to the narthex, and we had a spread of food, and we had something to eat. So without planning it or thinking about it, what we had happening here last Sunday in a little way was kind of like what goes on at a funeral. And there were some people who said that's exactly what they needed in the midst of that gray cloud that hung over us and especially hung over the hockey community. In our text today, Jesus returns, and uh, the disciples are still hiding behind shut doors. And when Jesus returns, he doesn't get angry with them what are you guys doing? I told you to get out there. I told you to, you know, he doesn't get angry with them. The first word out of his mouth is peace. Peace. Peace be with you. When Jesus appeared to the disciples after his resurrection, when Thomas wasn't there, twice in that text, he says, peace be with you, peace be with you. And a week later, when Thomas is finally there once again, Peace be with you. In our text today, peace be with you. They were gathered together because they were terrified. They were terrified. So I'd just like you to share popcorn style. What kinds of things frighten you? What kinds of things terrify you? Spiders terrify you. Okay. Yeah. Pardon me? Flying. Snakes. You know, I did go online the other day to see what kinds of things scare people, and you know what? Number one answer is snakes. Spiders and flying are there too. Any, uh, what other kinds of things frighten you or scare you or terrify you? Okay, okay, Trump. Okay. Well, let's, can we unpack that a bit more? Okay, he's a wingnut, okay. Well... We've got, I'll I'll come around to you, we've got what's going on in Syria, right? Chemical attacks, the U.S., the U.K., France, they're all, and and Russia, like, yeah, it's terrifying what that might lead to, or what it is right now. Uh, Noah, driving in a snowstorm. Yeah, it's scary when you don't have full vision or sight, yeah. Any other kinds of things scare you? We've got somebody way back there. I can't see who it is. Is it Chase? Yeah. A bomb. A bomb. Yeah, bombs are scary. Peter? Uncertainty. Uncertainty. Yeah. Kai? Or, or sorry. I thought it was your dad's hand. Shaw? Tornadoes? Tornadoes? Yeah. yeah. Scorpions? So we got some bugs, some snakes, scorpions, elevators, other things like that too, but we've got some world situations. There's a lot of things that make us afraid and want to make us kind of hide behind a locked door. You know in the Bible, to be terrified, to be afraid, to be frightened, that word... Uh, appears some 174 times. You want to make a guess how many times the word peace appears in the Bible? Do we have any guesses? Yeah. You're really close, Jan. 400 verses in the Bible, the word peace appears, and the word peace appears 429 times. So, 174 times be afraid or frightened or... and. Over 400 peace. So, what's the message there? It's a Peace. Peace. Jesus comes in our text today to the disciples and they're frightened. They're behind locked doors. And the first thing he says to them is, Peace be with you. In the Gospel of Luke, we have these beautiful, beautiful bookends because what we read today is right from the end of the Gospel of Luke where he says, Peace be with you. But then in the Gospel of Luke, when Jesus is born, once again we read about not the disciples being terrified, but who is terrified? The Shepherds. Yeah, the shepherds were terrified. This angel appears in the sky. They're terrified. And the angel says to them, Do not be afraid. Now, the angel doesn't actually use the word peace, but the angel says, I bring you good tidings of joy. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. So we have these beautiful bookends in the Gospel of Luke speaking not about fear and being afraid, but about life and peace. Once upon a time, there was a king. And he wanted to have a painting done that depicted peace. So he offered a great sum of money and he told all the painters throughout his land and all the land whatever painting he would select that depicted peace would get this great sum of money. The painters all went to work and on the appointed day they came with their paintings and there were many, many paintings but finally the king settled on two. The one painting was a very, very calm and what we would say was a peaceful scene. There was a lake that was placid. The surface of the lake was like a mirror. It was like glass. And there were trees around the edge of the lake and mountains and blue, blue sky and white puffy clouds. And everything was reflected in the surface of the lake. It's a beautiful picture. The other picture was also of a lake and of mountains. But it was of turmoil. It was not calm and serene and peaceful, as we would say. But the sky was angry. A storm was going on. The rain was pelting down. Lightning was flashing across the sky. The mountains were jagged. The lake was anything but peaceful there was a waterfall flowing down the mountain. And the king, to choose the picture that depicted peace, chose the one with the raging sky and the raging foaming waters. Because when one looked behind the waterfall, there was a tree that had taken root. And behind the waterfall, a tree had grown up. And in the tree was a nest. And in the nest, sitting on her eggs, was a little bird. All calm and peaceful. And that is the picture he chose. And when he gave his reasoning, he said that peace does not mean that there is no noise, a place where there is no raging, foaming waters. Peace means that in the midst of the storms, in the midst of the raging, foaming waters, we can still be calm and at peace in our hearts. And so Jesus comes to us today, scriptures comes to us today, carrying us those words of peace that in the midst of the storms, in the midst of the raging seas that go on around us, whether it be snakes or spiders or Trump or Syria or whatever, we can be peace at calm because we are safe in God's hand. Peace be with you.
0: Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sign Broken, Message Inside. If you are enjoying our podcasts, we welcome you to worship with us in person. Check out our website at www.gracelutheran.ca to find out more about our church community and how we can be of service to you. Go in peace and serve the Lord.